0: cliffcentral.com. Hello and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Books Unpacked with Superlead. Consider this, have you ever wanted to read more business and leadership books but you simply just don't have the time? Imagine reading a book per week. How awesome will that be? And I know a lot of us have demanding jobs and countless responsibilities. So our bookshelves, that look fantastic as a background for those Zoom and Teams calls They end up being filled with more books that we want to read than the books that we have read. My name is Manda Flaro. I'm the CEO at Super Lead, which is a strategy and consult, which is a strategy consulting and leadership coaching organization. And on this show, we deep dive into a leadership topic. We anchor that in one book that we feature per episode. And we do our utmost best to share an actionable, a number of actionable insights rather to Advance your leadership excellence I'm joined here on studio at Cliff Central by my co-host Nobile Novo, who is a director At Alpha International Nobile, Welcome to the show
1: Thank you Manda. it's really good to be here Really excited to unpack another book Because last week I took a lot Out of our conversation around Leading with a purpose mindset So really excited for what you have to Share today and what I can take away This is like a masterclass for me oh, And everyone listening All of this
0: <laughs> Drama and the setups just for Ngovila. That's, that's fantastic. So fantastic. Um, how about we start with the recap? Let me just see if my student actually, you know, is listening and does their homework. So can we start with some uh, recap uh, from last week's show where we spoke about leading with a purpose mindset? We anchored our conversation uh, on finding your purpose by Christine Willen. So I'm curious to know, uh, my first grade student, uh, what were some of the themes that you took away? Uh, And perhaps some of the stuff you started applying Since our discussion
1: Yeah, well, I definitely put more purpose Into washing the dishes As I said, you know Pulling from the the mundane tasks (laughs) And finding my why in them But with all seriousness I carried a lot out of that conversation I love how we spoke about purpose is what sets your soul on fire But it also meets a world's great need This idea that purpose is directed towards something um, But also something that I took into this week Was honoring other people's purpose Lovely, you know, and lovely. what is their why, and yeah. how do I interact, and how are they impacting me as their community? Yes, yes. And then the big homework task, yes, the yes. purpose statement yes. <laughs> that we worked on. Dread so difference. I'm going to share my purpose statement, but I want everyone to know it's really rough. Yes, yes. It's a work in progress, and uh, this will set a, a low bar for you to, <laughs> to, to go above. But I'll read it out, and then we'll unpack it. So I said, because I value empowering the next generation and raising up leaders. I'll use my gifts for communication, strategic thinking, and innovation to make a positive impact on young people and those who raise up young leaders. I accept my fears and anxieties about imposter syndrome, not being enough, and failure, but still today, I'll make a conscious, purpose-based commitment to creating spaces for young people to ask questions and be empowered, and I'll develop my strengths.
0: Oh, lovely. Oh, thank oh you. That is fantastic. <laughs> so, I um, I, I'm wondering if, uh, if you're following us on social media, give her a grade, uh, out of oh, 100%. No. I think she did incredibly <laughs> well. Uh, our producer here on the studio says 100%. Oh. So, so well done. <laughs> um, so, so, and you will have heard from how she just, you know, weaved that whole conversation because it stems from the five components of crafting the, uh, the paper statements. Do you want to just tell all those that I haven't listened to the lo- last week's show?
1: Yeah. So we spoke about, uh, thinking about what you value, yeah. what your values are. And I think that's probably the, the one that was the hardest to start working on because I think your values can change over time. And then we looked at the strengths yeah. that I have, which now we're going to unpack more today. Yeah. Um, and then who you're impacting, yeah. right? Because we're saying like your your purpose, what sets your soul on fire, like meets a world's great need, impacts people. Uh, and then your fears. Yeah. And then the commitments you want to make. Lovely. Now, I know Manda's going to be kind, but if he grades me, he'll say my commitments are weak right now. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not act. Enough. Yeah, so I'll work on those. <laughs> yeah, and
0: and uh, and commitments is a, is a big one. Um, there's a great book I think we might uh, unpack it in the next weeks or so called Dedicated and um and and it talks about commitments almost as a counterculture concept mm. in this in this culture of you know constant browsing. People are hardly ever sort of sticking to their commitments. So the commitment piece is a hard one, and uh, and maybe we'll just unpack it in the next uh, couple of weeks or maybe next week we'll see how. How how it goes? Um, Yes, but we we can bolster your commitments. Oh yeah. Or maybe we work on that book and then and then we bolster your commitments. So there's a key ingredient there. Which so we spoke. There's values and there's strengths, Mm -hmm. and that key ingredient um, is strengths. And the definition we used um, uh, to define what a purpose is is using your strengths to live in keeping with your values and positively impacting the lives of others yeah. so you'll see the first three words is using your strengths, and that's what we want to unpack today yes. not only because we need your strengths to shine to help us uh, and to serve us if it were your strengths also save you yes. right and um, the your you will find that your biggest need Um, at work or wherever you serve is to use your strengths and also your biggest source of frustration when when things are not happening like if you're a great organizer Mm -hmm. and you find yourself in a messy space the biggest source of frustration will be the fact that things are not organized and some of you this could be your insight for today because most people are in jobs and uh yeah there will be politics every environment has some form of politics Mm. but to a very large extent people are unfulfilled unhappy largely because they're not able to use their strengths Mm. people that use their strengths you know they stay longer they're more happier and the science is just it's vast and, and and the authors of the book um talk about this at length so Oh, by the way, Gallup did a research recently About the great resignation yes. And and they kind of did a bunch of numbers And structured stuff They summarized it as the great resignation Is the greatest unfulfillment Yes. Because people aren't fulfilled in their jobs, that's how you start to see that coming through as the great resignation, and largely because people aren't using their strengths, they are underutilized, if it were. And, I, and I'm not a big fan of the word ut- "utilize" talking to about people, mm. but those strengths are underused, um, and therefore there's a lot of frustration. Yeah. We have a, we have um, um, we we spoke about the book that that, that we're going to talk about. Um, Do you want to perhaps just kind of give yeah. us a, a bit of a background there.
1: Yeah, this book is really great this week and you can read it or listen to it on Audible. It's Strengths-Based Leadership, Greater Leaders, Teams, and Why People Follow by Tom Rath and Barry Conchi. And so this is really great because I think that a lot we operate from like thinking about our weaknesses more than our strengths. And what you've said is so key around the strengths could be the source of our biggest day, uh, frustration if we're starved of them. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is really important to, to dive in into and to dig deep into. And so the three topics covered in this book are how to be an effective leader, building fantastic teams, and earning the right to be followed, which I love. And so you have a great uh, sort of idea around how these three key topics weave together. Can you speak into that and then we'll get started?
0: Well, absolutely. So um are you ready for it? Yes. Uh, we've, there's a beautiful thread around these three topics, yes. you know, how to be an effective leader, how to build great impactful teams and you know, fundamentally what people who follow you need from you and you know, if you serve them that you sort of earn the the, the right to lead them. There's a theme underlying all of this topic. You ready for it? Yes. Drum roll. Are you sure you're ready? And that, ladies and gentlemen, it's your unique talents and strengths. Amazing, and and that you know goes counter culture in mm-hmm. a way, because when we think about how to be an effective leader, I tell you what people kind of do. Let's head to the library. And let's find out you know how all the great leaders have led, and what are their traits, and what how who does what, and how do they do them, and. In all of this, we forget and we undermine our very own strengths, mm. our very own talents. And, um, and, and and the guy, Don Clifton, who is really the father of the strength movement, spent three decades un- studying this stuff. And he found that, you know, great leaders have more in sort of difference than in common. Okay. And most of the books talk about, oh, here are the common seven themes things, things about about you know, how to be an effective leader. Yes. Uh, but because people are not paying attention to the nuanced differences, the things that makes Nobile lead effectively, the mm. way she's hardwired. Yes. Uh, then we go to the common stuff. Then we end up with one big problem, which is leading by imitation. Yes. And, 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 as you know, some of us, you know, you find your first leader. This is how she leads. And then you want to just copy that. Yeah. And some of it is unnatural. You're doing it wrong. You're not great at it. Or we just go read another leadership book and then we're like, oh, this is what Churchill did. So I'm <laughs> going to do that. It doesn't work for my personality, etc Um, that's where the biggest. Challenge is at. Mm. We ignore what we bring to the table and we just try to copy from everyone else. Yeah. I know you love the story of Sarah in the book. Do you yeah. want just, to just unpack that for us? You know, I think
1: in this book, there's this great story around leading by imitation of a young woman called Sarah who, you know, has had a week where her boss has been away. <laughs> so she's been at ease. And when she knows she's driving into work and he's going to be there, she gets this knot in, in her stomach and she runs into her boss. And her boss has come back from a leadership camp, right? So <laughs> he's like, the next leadership buzzword for this year is change he goes on for like 10 minutes and she just takes away straight away that okay we're gonna be talking about change this year but as she hears him talking she realizes something about him that she hadn't realized before which is that he has spent even though he's been in leadership roles his most of his life he has spent a lot of that time imitating leaders and trying to take these buzzwords as opposed to really understanding what kind of leader he is and i took a lot out of that because firstly, you know, when you, you recognize when you are led by someone who's leading from sort of, uh, what they think a leader should be, yeah. As opposed to who they naturally are. Yeah. And I recognize the times when I do that. Yeah. You know, like, it's trying to think like, okay, like you said, you go into an organization, you see a great leader, you go, I want to be just like them. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you go into an organization where maybe there are a few leaders who look like you, who yes, yes. sound like you. So you try yes. to think like, well, this is what a, a good leader is. And you don't spend time to really figure out who you are.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think that's a good place to start as we talk about strengths, because where do you draw the line from being inspired by other leaders yeah. to then imitating the leaders in a way that's maybe not natural to your own style because I think that would be the first thing because I love you know Oprah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Oprah <laughs> She's and, great. and you
0: want to just Lead like her I'd love to lead just,
1: like her <laughs> And
0: communicate like her yes, And just like yeah, Everything you know? like her But
1: how do I You know Draw inspiration But yeah. then make sure That I don't imitate
0: No absolutely And I've I've personally fallen Into the same trap You know mm. Growing up Largely inspired By John Maxwell And all mm. of these These amazing leaders And And what I've had To learn um, And largely Through feedback Right So, what I've had to learn was to say, I also bring something unique that perhaps even John C. Maxwell doesn't bring. Um, Because I'm hardwired differently, I'm naturally gifted differently. So, the best place to really leverage leadership advice is first start by sort of figuring out what you have, Mm. right? Know your best. Naturally gifted talents And when you get this additional advice You kind of sort of Enhance on what you currently have Mm. So most of us we just almost Take in that advice Chuck away everything that we are great at, and we just want to try and copy that. So, yeah. almost have a sense of, hey, this is these are this is what I'm gifted with, right? Which means it starts with knowing your strengths, yeah. and and we're gonna unpack that, and we'll kind of go into the definitions just in in a moment. But I think to answer you more broadly. It starts with knowing starts with knowing your strengths yes. and knowing your weaknesses yeah. and as you as the as the advice comes through, you can filter it and allocate it accordingly you know this this leader incredibly empathetic mm. right, and some of us no matter how we <laughs> try <laughs> we can never be as empathetic as someone that's naturally gifted. In that way, yeah. right? And, and you know, some—I know—leaders, you know, have this this urge to want to be strategic, right? And some people are hardwired for that. Mm. Uh, some people are hardwired for like. Absolute execution, and we're going to kind of sort of talk about some of those big themes and influencing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So figure out where you are, and kind of build on that yes. as, as building blocks.
1: Yeah, that's really great because I think what you're saying, you know, we sort of have a blueprint of leaders. You know, they have to be charismatic, yeah, talk a certain way, and be funny, and, yes, yes. and you not those things. You're like, oh, maybe I'm not meant to be a leader. Yes, yes. But you know, if we sort of expand what leadership is, and we begin to recognize it differently in other people, I think we're we'll. Realize we're surrounded by more leaders than
0: Absolutely. we realize. <laughs> yeah, so so, yeah. so let's start as we normally do. Let's start by sort of quashing some misconceptions. Yes, okay. right. The first one, which is I think the most important, is that there is such a thing as an all-rounded leader. Right. Mm. I saw this this uh, little graphic on LinkedIn. I think a week or so ago. And and it talks about like you know a great as a great leader you must be right. Listen to there are nine of them. Okay. You must be an architect, which means you can vision and like do all of that stuff. You must be a planner, which means okay. you like have all of that stuff. You must be an executor, a conductor, a teacher, a steward, and you're saving others. You must be an innovator, blazing with ideas. You must be an expert as well, right? And you must still be a thinker.
1: Yeah, I'm tired already. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll rather be sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) I need a a nap.
0: Um, And that's the biggest misconception. Mm. That all right, okay, you are great as being an innovator and an expert. Now we need to develop you in Ovila. Yes. We need to take you to the school of. uh, thinking and the school of coaching and the school of that. And, and most organizations spend enormous amount of resources trying to fix people's supposed weakness.
1: Wow.
0: And they're like, yeah, you're great at that. Uh, so thank you for doing that. That's, that's a three. You're doing your job.
1: Yes. But
0: let's focus on your EQ or let's focus on this element, um, about you. Yeah. And, and what we want to kind of come up front and is to say, Everybody will have the peaks of their strengths and the values of their weaknesses. If you work on your weaknesses, you, you will, you will avoid mistakes, but you'll never be great by fixing weaknesses. Sure. You can only be great by developing, investing and growing your strengths. Yes. Yeah, yeah imagine. Imagine Oprah um, Needed to grow the strength of being An accountant and crunching numbers yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, Because yeah. that's what we do In corporate, we're like oh you're a good communicator We need to strengthen your analytical Skills, you're like right mm. Send me to a course boss
1: Yes Yeah. Yeah, That's so good what you say because I think one thing I've I realized from this book uh, But even just talking about purpose And strengths is that because we've been Conditioned to fix our, you know, our Weaknesses as opposed to leaning in To our strengths We end up not really Fully like being the leaders that were meant to be. Because nah. um, I was just thinking, you know what my recurring nightmare is? My recurring nightmare is that I'm in a meeting with our CEO or our executive director or the founder of an organization and I say something that makes them leave the meeting and go, how did she end up here? <laughs> like, like, how did she end up in this organization? How did she get through the door? And so I spend more time trying to cover up for my weakness, sure. make up for my weakness. Yeah. Then I end up not even leaning into my strengths. Yeah. I don't share my ideas, I don't Absolutely. share my my strategic thinking Whatever Because yes, yes. I think like Oh I better not make a mistake Absolutely So Then I'm not really Fully The the person I'm meant to be In the organization So I love that idea So should we go into Some definitions yeah. Around strengths first
0: No 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 Absolutely And I just wanted to add uh, To that one mm. That Really If we Lean back You'll find that More and more of us Sort of stay in the mediocre Level
1: Yeah
0: in the pursuit of trying to be great at everything. Yes. And here's the news flesh. You can never be great at everything. Mm. So perhaps it's about time you sort of embrace your, your talents Mm. and your strengths and, and, and and sort of work on those and grow those. And maybe my, my last motivation on this one is really great leaders tend to be humble people. Yeah. and, and when you're humble, you are able to appreciate others, right? Yes. You can, you have your own strengths, but then you can also appreciate her strength, yes. mobile strength, everyone's strength. So therefore there isn't the great person around the table because everybody has got their own strengths. Yes. Um, I hope we've built enough a case here to say that, um, everyone has got a strength. Yes. Invest in your ones. Appreciate other people's strengths And that way we can form these great teams mm, mm. So, so as you said uh, Let's get into, into Some definitions And I want to kind of just build them systematically
1: okay
0: um starting with talent okay right so So what is talent (laughs) (laughs) so talents really um so that we're on the same page right and this is gallup's definition of this thing so so someone else might might have a different view but talents are natural ways of thinking of feeling and behaving um it's you know that sort of inner drive to you know some people have got that inner drive to compete Uh, some have got the sensitivity drive or the need for for uh, you know for to be outgoing and social so um, these talents they literally, according to Gallup and research, they just come naturally. Okay. Uh, it's it's something you are less likely going to acquire through all the studies, mm. right? So so let, let's just let us let's put that one down. Um, strengths then, building on that, um, sort of grows from that because strengths incorporate talents, skills, um, as well as sort of the knowledge, etc., etc. But if I was to to, to give it a definition According to Gallup You know Strength are those Activities that you do That provide Almost Consistent Near perfect Performance mm. So you consistently Communicate well Yes Right And and um, and so as we said, so you do that, but then you kind of put it in the box. You're like, yeah. So communication is, it's yeah, it's my strength. But you know, I need to fix my, my, my things. So strength is composed of skills, knowledge, as well as talent, uh, as well as uh, the talent piece. And the talent piece we spoke about. Um, the skills are those things that you you sort of go and learn how to do the specific task, etc., etc. And as we know, knowledge we can all go and acquire. Mm, mm. So when you bring all these three. That make up sort of your strength bucket, estngoville. Mm-hmm. You wanna do what we call in sort of strength-based coaching. You wanna name them, you wanna claim them, mm-hmm. and you want to aim them. Yes. Right. So let yeah. me kind of talk one at a time. So name them is really kind of doing the hard work of figuring those out. And, um, Dawn Clifton and, and, and the Gallup guys have got a, these this assessment they call it uh, strength finder and it's mm-hmm. kind of they've evolved it over the years incredibly accurate uh and they ask you 177 pairs of these questions so you know my first uh, um encouragement is for people to go out there and just get the assessment okay. right that that's one of them and there there are many right yeah. so so we're just going to base this because the authors are are Gallup based and yeah. and sort of strength based so that's the first piece The second piece The claiming it Is to In as much as you Recognize that You want to be like The Gandhi Or, or the Oprah yeah. Maybe The hair strengths Are not necessarily yours yeah. It's sort of Kind of claiming your ones and say this is me yeah i like that i admire my boss i admire this person but fully embracing them and the last piece the aim it is kind of saying now i've got a goal Uh, do you know what everyone's new favorite new year's resolution goal is
1: <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Our
0: producer is already showing me by hand gestures. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know it.
1: Yes. To lose weight, um, to get healthy.
0: Absolutely. Yes. The lose weight is like the number one uh, New Year's resolution. But here's the thing, right? How do you lose weight? And How?
1: Mother, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> solve, solve this problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. um, so we do this and then we close the show right because I mean like we're done yeah. forget building great
1: teams you know and what like, the people oh, came that, for you know? <laughs> no with all seriousness this yeah how do you- <laughs> this is why we
0: woke up on Friday morning to figure out the age old question how does someone lose weight so Obviously there's there's a whole menu of stuff that you must yeah. do. You know, you must join a club, you must have a plan, you must do all of those things. And when you lean back and you just look at a whole host of menu that's recommended. Mm-hmm. Not all of those things work for you. Yeah. Right. So the way the the first answer is you use your strengths. To lose weight right? Okay. <laughs> so but the idea there really So if if you're gifted In sort of the relator Or those kind of relationship type uh, Strengths right mm-hmm. Which you can unpack There's 34 of them um, uh, uh, Different strength according to Gallup um, You do the assessment And then you'll put the top 5 for you Whatever those top five are for you Like, you know, some people, you know are great, say, for instance, relator, And they, they want to be with people And they get things done through other people And with other people First and foremost, you must be the person To at least have a group of people You exercise with Or you kind of mm. do the nutrition programs with Etc, yeah. etc But for some of us That are perhaps not there, right? And will rather be by ourselves and, and perhaps we, we get this achiever theme that's running through us, right? Give me like big race to train towards Mm. and give me like a massive target to do. I'll just push through and I got this stamina. I'll do that. And for some people, you know, those that have got this incredible detail of executing a plan, right? Yeah. Work out that plan for them and then. And then they will do it every day and then they will tick and then they will tick and then they will do all the stuff and then they will tick. Yeah. So the challenge is someone that gives in advice to say, hey, this is how I lost weight because I had a plan. Yeah. I was ticking every morning and then you're just like, yo, I'm going to yeah. be ticking these things every day. Yes, That's uh, not me. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so the, the summary of that, figure out your strengths, figure out what you're naturally inclined to do. Which is how you are naturally inclined to think, feel, and behave. Therefore, kind of pick from the whole host of those of the menu of all the things we must do, and then just pick those four things. You do that, and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Can I add one more thing that just popped in my head? So, and I don't know, this is not in the book, but you know, people complain. uh, People, most people battle with procrastination.
1: Yes, by most people, you mean me. (laughs)
0: and it comes from the same place right um when uh, if i ask you to do something you are naturally gifted at naturally inclined to do you will jump on it yes and you'll be the first one to do that (sighs) but then if it's me and then you ask me to do the paperwork for the for super lead right like i do those all of the normal you know submissions and all of that paperwork. I do them like just on the last minute. Mm-hmm. But you call me up on holiday and say, hey, we, we we crafting a strategy. Can you come, you know, help us facilitate the strategy workshop? I'll jump out of the uh, holiday and come to you, right? Yeah. Like without okay. With a lot of considerations. But <laughs> <laughs> but I must confess I've done that before I've left We have kind of Cut our holiday short ones Not to be done again um, But But Because Because most people Are Doing Roles and jobs That are Not Linked to their strengths And what they're naturally gifted to do they end up procrastinating. Yes. And some of the goals we set for ourselves, right? Um that are not in consideration of our natural way of thinking, feeling and behaving in line with our strengths, we tend not to we tend to push them out and yes. it's like the thirty first of December that item that was a newest resolution has not been done. Yes. So the the issue of procrastination is largely a strength miss. Misfit.
1: Yes.
0: Um, cause if you, if you're supposed to do something that you're great at, yeah. you end up, you end up jumping on it. Some people do work, unpaid work, on weekends, after hours, etc. Cause that's the stuff. Yes. That they they're naturally yeah, Um Gifted to do
1: And could it also be Just leaping off of that The procrastination Absolutely Like putting off things That you don't enjoy Or then even just Underperforming In your job Because it's just not something That fulfills you Based on your strengths Yeah But could it also be Sometimes because If you're making up For your weaknesses That you end up actually burning out yeah. more yeah. because you're not living in your strengths, so you're just sort of just always in this rat race of like i'm trying to make up i'm trying to make up for yeah. for whites and so you end up burning out and so you have this procrastination underperforming or then burnout <laughs> like <laughs> overwhelming and burning out um and sort of leaving a trail of still not like maybe sort of your best work yeah because you've been trying to meet you know work from your weaknesses rather than your strengths or not really leaning into your strengths enough
0: no, absolutely. So, yeah. so, so I think that we've built a case to say for the work you have to do. Mm. There are I remember when we were growing up we we used to sort of kind of say, "You know it would be great to have that career that is a stepping stone to that career. you know I must have that career that moves there and et cetera et cetera, and perhaps when you're thinking about your career, it's to sort of step back and say, "Hey, what am I truly gifted at and then kind of craft a path forward in that way and some people might do all of the box ticking exercises yeah I've done that you know I've managed four people and then I've done that and if it's not yours you know Mm. maybe you want to step out of that path really and find a path that's yours um and and um and there's a lot to talk about weaknesses uh, obviously and so we spoke about hey don't uh, leave those things some roles right you may want to bring people in that do well in the areas you're not great at um and and some roles perhaps you just don't Go for those roles. They might be glamorous, but they might just not be for you. Um so so that's uh, and obviously I know not everyone can have the opportunity to choose what to do mm. because of, of of many things. Um and my encouragement to leaders is to truly know their strengths, know how far they can go for as far as weaknesses concerned, and then appreciate the people around them. Cause they are, you know, there could be someone here who's great at the analytical side of things. They are dying to do that spreadsheet and there you are. You are busy crunching the spreadsheet in the middle of the night and you could delegate that and they will be so appreciative. Yeah. If you do that.
1: Yeah. 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 And,
0: and that's what leads to humble leaders. Yes. You know who your strengths, you know other people's strengths, you appreciate them for who they are.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm really interested um, also just in how then that builds into teams, because what you're talking about is being able to know what your strengths are and then bring other people around you. Yeah. But before we jump into that, like, is there anything else just around sort of your personal strengths that you want to close off on? Because then I think a lot of people go to work and you work with other people. How do you bring out, how do you use your strengths to serve the people that you work with? Yeah. And make up for not make up for your weaknesses, yeah, but yeah. have have a strong team, have an effective team as well.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. So, so um, just to close on the effective yeah. uh, side of things, you know, great teams are able to push through conflict mm. and and not fall apart. Right. That, that's one of the things that the authors talk about, largely yes. because. There is this sense of appreciative inquiry, right? Where, where, where even as you're asking the question, it's not from, you know, looking down on, on someone, but, but you really are leaning in because you know, this person is great at that, 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 that aspect. Um, so, so the authors talk about, um, you know, a couple of, of, of factors that make a great team. Yes. One of them, as, as I said, is that they're able to, you know, Endure massive kind of, uh, um, conflict. Conflict? Yeah. F- Focused on results. Yes, right.
1: I actually love how it said because it says conflict doesn't destroy strong teams because strong teams focus on results.
0: Absolutely, because oh, we, we have we are now around the table. We are all comfortable with who we are. Yes, we know what we bring, and therefore the focus can now be on the results of yes. the organization yes. rather than trying to like, yeah, I'm better than you. I'm mm. the greatest of them all. But I'm greater. But you are great. But and then it just goes nowhere. Yeah, uh, and people just find Fight for territories rather than fight for sure. what's best for the organization
1: wow that's really really good yeah yeah
0: and and uh, you know in every sort of organization we kind of have this uh, um, these people that you know like the proud and arrogant and the loud and all of that stuff. And they kind of project this sense of overconfidence and Mm. kind of want to know it all. And then normally, you know, they create the cracks in the teams. Um, And if we do our internal work to understand that they are my strengths, then you take, we take out, weed out all the overconfidence, right? Uh, Mm. Which is, which is number one. The other one, which is the opposite end of it, is you also find team members that undervalue their contribution to the team because they don't appreciate what they bring. They are still in the imitation mindset and therefore they don't fight for their ideas. Mm -hmm. Right. They kind of lean back and and they go home and say, yeah, but I think we should be going east and not west. Yeah but they can raise their voice yes. because they sort of undervalue what they bring to the team, yeah. which is why it's incredibly important that, that the, the team members all have understood their strengths and therefore they can prioritize the organization's vision and how we move forward.
1: Sure. That's really, really good. As we go through the rest, my question at the end will be like, so what's the first thing we say? Cause even as you're saying this stuff, like I, you know, I just, breaks my heart that there would be teams with people who feel that they don't bring enough to the table and that that can actually lead to so much insecurity. So I'd love to hear that from you but please keep going. This is so interesting. <laughs> yes.
0: No, the, the, the other one they said the st- strong teams, they embrace diversity. Mm. Right? And this idea of diversity is that, uh, you know, most people understand it. Like, yeah, yeah, we must be diverse. But without truly valuing what other people contribute, you will kind of do the sort of the uh the you know the faces and the 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 window dressing the window dressing of diversity mm. and it starts with the leader he or herself to truly say i bring so much and perhaps not more mm. i need different people across uh, galap uh, have got these four big themes uh, they call executing influencing relationship building and strategic thinking I need other people that bring all other elements across the four major dimensions uh, that we all need as a team. And as you ponder and work hard towards that, the... The the different people will be will come around the table,
1: yes.
0: um, and and I worry that most teams are being are a subject of circumstance. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, this person was a top sales person and now is the head of sales and distribution. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but what what uniquely do they bring? And and sometimes we hire people that sound behave and have similar strength as us, and that's how you have wow. broken teams.
1: Sure. So. That's good. That's really, really good. So, so then, if you have a team, I'm just thinking like Monday yep. morning. Okay, it's Friday today. Yep. You know, or the next day you go to work, and you have a team. <laughs> that is like, maybe, and you realize maybe your team isn't as strong as you thought or empowered, or you recognize these areas of conflict or weakness. So, what's like, what would be your advice of like the first thing someone can do in terms of? Helping build a strong team.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. No, excellent. Because most people don't have the luxury of building a team from scratch, yes. right? Um, so the first thing I will say, find some tool, some assessment. Mm. I don't want to punt the Gallup one because I'm a strength coach with Gallup, yeah. but find some tool, to kind of do some base level assessment in there you will be incredibly surprised Mm. how much different skills and talents and strengths are right in front of you and you have not yet seen that because you probably never saw those people in that way you know yes. the, the the pair of glasses you've always worn is that this is Ngobile, she's always her reports are always late right yes. but you've never seen the Nobile who is a fantastic influencer yeah. and communicator etc cetera, etc cetera. and the more you start to sort of Lay those bare, you know. Facilitated sessions, you know, normally help with all of this stuff. The more you start to see everyone f- from a place of strength, and as you appreciate those, that's how they grow and appreciate. And mm-hmm. then you you step back six months later, you realize that you've got a team you love because yes. you've you now see them different. It, it, it's in sen- in essence putting different pair of glasses. To this exact same people, yeah. And how you develop them, right? You know, I was having this conversation with uh, another leader talking about, you know, how she she was like, "Hey, I want to do like personal development plans." She's like, "I've got this guy. He's got these weaknesses. So what must we do?" Oh. So I'm like, yeah. What are your strengths? Oh, good question. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: So so when you start to shift that, and it's a mind shift, right? Yeah. Which is the people around you are absolutely great. And so are you. Yes. So are you. Sure. Because then the imposter, the insecurities, all of that stuff tends to sort of take a step back because you. everybody has their strength, everybody has their weakness. Mm. So you don't have to be the person you're not.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: therefore, you are this person and you're growing these aspects about your leadership.
1: And I suppose that leads into the last point that they bring up around strong teams that it attracts talents, yeah, strong teams attract talent absolutely yeah
0: no because because um as a as a talented person, I want to be in an environment where my my talents are appreciated, mm. right if you're in an environment where your talent is not appreciated, then you, you're not going to grow. You're never going to enjoy yeah. your work. Imagine this. Lionel Messi, great striker and, and amazing footballer. Then they want to make him an all rounded footballer. They say, okay, he must improve his goalkeeping skills, mm. <laughs> right? One, you keep the r- right goalkeepers out, yeah. right? But mm. if you have everyone doing what they're great at and they're happy to go to work to contribute from their skills, then 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 everyone is fighting to to jump into that team.
1: Amazing, amazing. So
0: one thought about John Maxwell.
1: Go, go ahead.
0: <laughs> I, I did tell you, John Maxwell is like your Oprah is is sort of my John uh, my John Maxwell. He's almost is the whole entire thesis of his work is that you must value people mm. I, and it's just like jeez that's a big statement so you just meet everyone he, had, he used to have this thing and all of his older books say you give everyone a 10 out of 10 you, you just meet you like you're a 10 out of 10 you're yeah. like yeah but i haven't you know you're a 10 out of 10 i haven't delivered anything but you and then he's got this idea of valuing people you can now do that from this conversation if you appreciate that everybody's got strength. Mm. And then you just see their strengths first. Wow. And then you allow them to shine in the team based on what what they bring best in the yes. team. Yes,
1: yes. And not comparing yourself.
0: Ah, that, that's a big one. Yeah. Because sometimes, and they, 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 they warn against this, yes. where the strength of being... Uh, uh, I don't know. You're a great communicator, right? Mm. As a leader, you might overvalue that yeah. over other strengths.
1: Yeah.
0: The idea is that all strengths are created equal. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, and the fact that you don't have that strength, it doesn't mean that it's not as great. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I will share my challenges. <laughs> I got my top five strengths. I'll give maybe first three. First one is learner. Second yes. is strategic, and the other one, the third one, is activator. So, I, and I, I didn't know this. This I think before kind of entering this world of sort of strengths and stuff. I have, I think I probably have nine or ten post metric qualifications. I, I just, I'm just drawn to studying and learning and reading and all of that stuff. And how do I, how do I lose weight? I need to apply a learner kind of strengths Mm. there so then i'm like all right this year we're learning swimming right yeah then i'm gonna go swimming every week and and that's how i'm gonna train and i'm gonna do all of that stuff Mm. and i know i play a ton of different kinds of sports because i'm just that intrigued about just learning new stuff how do i sort of succeed um if there's a big task ahead i know i'm gonna like learn everything about it and i'm gonna sort of win right and the second one is strategic and you know that sort of comes naturally and i do this work um of strategy consulting etc etc but my one of my second last strength wait for it it's empathy i'm like oh that hurts (laughs) um and truly there are people who can put themselves in the shoes of others, almost feel what the other person is feeling Mm. and really be in tune to where they're at. And that's not me. Mm. (laughs) Right. Mm. And there are people who are gifted with that. So, when they are doing that work when they're engaging with team members at that level you know like trying to find out all the things and how their children are etc etc., you know i'm just like let's go yeah. <laughs> you know this is where we're gonna go and this is the strategic direction doesn't mean that that one-on-one engagement that maybe my team member is great at it's not as important uh compared to the strategic stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So so
0: that's the that's the contrast. Wow. And, and and maybe just a slight thing here before we go to the other one, which is how you then manage your weakness. Okay. Right? Knowing that so the first thing is you acknowledge them. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, you know, I don't want to not be known as graded empathy. Yes. And this is the buzzword now with covid, you know, leaders must be empathetic.
1: I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's my least second least um, you know, naturally um pattern of thinking, feeling mm. and behaving. Yeah. Therefore I kind of put sort of you know processes and sort of have um, gates if it were yeah. I will force myself to schedule one on one meetings. Yes. You know I force sort of a few things in my week because naturally I'm not going to call someone and say hey Nobile, how, how are you are doing? doing? Yeah. How's it going with your family? You know I, I kind of <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm like yeah. <laughs> You know, can you we talk? Well, you know, people will be like, "No, this is not you." What's going on? <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah. So, so it first it's acknowledging that, mm. and painful as it might be, owning it, mm. and and uh, and lastly, kind of putting a bunch of stuff in place to to counter that it doesn't trip you up.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really good. I think I've taken a lot away about teams and how to Honor people's strengths in a team. Um, to really build a strong team And I love that first action point around Let's try to figure out a way of, of helping people Understand their own strengths as well Which will help them not be as frustrated And work from their strengths yeah. So should we go into the third point that is brought up in the book Around understanding why people follow
0: Lovely yeah. Uh, Gallup did just enormous and you know they i think they pride themselves in these like massive studies about mm. longitudinal studies that go over years etc etc so you can't really fight the the science from that end they found four they found four things really first one is people that follow you want to trust you
1: wow yeah. if
0: they can't trust you they're not going to want to follow you sure
1: that's so true The
0: second one is they want compassion um and and there's just a ton of evidence um around that they 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 want people that that care if you lose the sense of care for them they they lose the willingness to wanna follow. The third one, people are looking for stability, yeah. and more so, um, in the environment we find ourselves in. And the last one, which is my favorite, for the reasons I spoke about around strength and stuff. Uh, they're looking for hope. Yeah. And as leaders, we are dealers in hope. And the encouragement is for for you first to figure out your strength. And how you sort of lead uh, Effectively And then kind of say With my unique gifting How can I Ensure that we have got These trusting relationships With each member of my team Mm. How do I sure that i care you know i might not be able to come sit next to you and give you a hug and all of that because as you said as you heard my empathy is not like closer to the top but what are the things that are aligned to my strengths that i can leverage to demonstrate that i care yeah um and how do i sort of you similarly use my strength demonstrate that you know there's stability there's security in the environment, and um how do I use my kind of like inspirational and let's go go kind of strength um to offer hope
1: yeah, so it's trust, compassion, stability, and hope yeah. That's why people follow. Wow. Yeah, That's really amazing. And I love the fact that you say that we can all figure out from our strengths how to create spaces to bring in trust, to bring in compassion, to bring in stability, to bring in hope. And if you have a strong team, then all those elements actually can even come from other people and the strengths that they bring into the team as well.
0: Absolutely. And, and I hope someone today realizes that leadership is a team sport. Mm. Because some of us... I think we overestimate our greatness if it were yeah. and we think we can just do this. Um we can we can offer everything from like strategic direction to empathy to adaptability to execution to all the stuff. Um and I'm hoping leaders listening to us today kind of go away saying to be able to lead well I can only do that much. I might have a bigger position Bigger inverted commas But I can do that much And perhaps no more And someone else can do that much And perhaps no more That one can do that much And perhaps no more When we do that Then we are able to counter this out culture yeah. of I worked more hours than you, mm. I did more things than you, uh, that's killing us, mm. uh, quite frankly. Um, where we kind of say, hey, here's my contribution. Yeah. Here's your contribution. Instead of trying to do everything,
1: yeah, 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 that's so true. Almost like work with that sort of scarcity mentality. I was like, "There's just like not enough. I need to do everything yes, to be yes, able yes. to to succeed." Oh, I love and that stay, and stay where I am. And yeah. Move
0: from that scarcity scarcity mentality to this abundance yes. of talent and strength in your team. Yeah. Imagine you lead a team of ninety people and you're doing everything. Something mm. is wrong.
1: Yes, yes. No, that's so true. Sure, a lot of what you're saying though is very, very countercultural <laughs> that I'm realizing. So it actually is a lot of work, but as you said it starts with the strengths. So what is the the thing we do next, Manda? What is the thing we do next after this conversation?
0: We take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so very simply I think um, one really as we did last last episode about the mindset. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't change Up here You know All the to-dos The how-tos You know Will never work Last week we spoke about You know Changing into this purpose mindset That every moment Provides you with a purpose opportunity Mm -hmm. Right To show up on purpose And And now It's it's a mindset again to say that I've got strengths that everything I need to achieve, I can leverage these. They are, you have them, everyone has them. It doesn't matter what your teacher said. You have strengths. Mm. You are great. You do, you will achieve the same if not more, but different from me. So. One, appreciating the strengths, which might mean doing some assessment, getting a ton of feedback and really investing time, resources and whatever it takes to figure out what's in your toolbox by that meaning strengths. And then every day create many opportunities to use your strengths yeah. every day using your strength and that way you become a strength-based leader who appreciate your own strength the strength of others and how beautiful the world will be if we are more interested on what's right about people rather than fixating in trying to fix their problems
1: what a perfect way to end! <laughs> Fantastic.
0: I hope I hope, um, I, I hope um, our listeners uh, enjoyed that and perhaps picked up uh, an insight. You know, my encouragement is whatever you kind of pick up, kind of try put it in action. Until next week, we have a fantastic book coming up next week as well. So, hoping that, hoping you will join us uh, for that conversation. But until then, go out there and super lead. Cliffcentral.com